Welcome to Sex and Chat Across the Pond with Lee. Um, um, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. You? I'm doing well. Right. I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about this. You know, see, my fingers going. I know. I love it. I get really excited. <laughs> so who do we have with us today? And what are we going to talk about? Yeah, so I, I brought on one of my uh, my mates over from Instagram. Um, this is Ash, and um, we got together mates in, in the maker community, didn't we? We were talking about it before we started recording about how um, Ash is a, to me, Ash is a, an artist, a musician, um, and a creator, and, and just like an awesome human and friend um, who happens also to be in the LGBTQ community. So extra likes and parts so yeah hi ash tell us a little bit hi hi there um oh geez what do i i guess yeah like you said i'm i'm an artist i've not been able to settle into anything in particular there are some people that have their niche and their craft and mine is literally all over the place i was because you know somebody said to me the other day they're like oh you must be really passionate about art and my response to them was actually surprising to myself. It was that I don't think I'm passionate about art. I think I'm just passionate in general. And art's my tool to express that. So I love that. I love that. That is, that is you. It's true. That is you. And so it's just been going through life, figuring out how to take all that passion and survive with it. Not even get rich. I don't. I just want to survive and be able to continue to just do that and exist. Oh, that's beautiful. Nice, nice. Yeah, but well, it would I'm, be nice to monetize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be nice. Pain guilt is always good, but <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to um, to get to chit chat with you today, and it is very nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. I've heard a lot of bad, and I've watched a lot of these, and they're great. They're always entertaining. Oh, yay. Thank really? you. I went down a, a, a binge or the YouTube binge. It was just one. And then I get to the end and I'm like, I should really stop and do something like that. I'm just going to let it keep going. So it's nice. It's oh, amazing. wow. That's, that's Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thing to say. I have you fun. see, this is the lovely person that I'm friends with. This is why, this is why I thought that um, Ashley would be a great candidate to come on and just have a little chit chat about all sorts of things, really. I mean, one of the things that me and Melinda have talked about before in some of the podcasts we've done together about each other and our lives is about the digital communication and about how you can build community. And we're, that's what we're doing all the time, and whether we mean to or not, whether it's Facebook networking or whatever, we're all doing that. And what we've managed to do in the maker community, which I didn't know existed until four years ago, was they then inside the digital community, there's then another community, which is a maker of, we call it a maker community, Melinda, because it it includes people like plumbers, builders, welders, because they're people that do things with their hands, they're craftspeople that that have to learn a skill, you know, and those skills are exchangeable. That's one of the key things as well, is that often there'll be exchange of labour for one thing to the other. And I love seeing the people connect that way. But what we do in the maker community who people make things is we'll often do dual giveaways. So we'll have uh, I, I don't think Ash has been on one of mine, but we we, we do these where we will gather like three or four makers together and then just do a giveaway for all of the people that follow us. 
And like, you know, and it's those kind of things that I didn't know people were doing. And these are people I've never met in my my life. I've never met Ashley before in person. But we're friends, right? Yeah. It's so bizarre how you can be so emotionally close to somebody who you've never shared any physical proximity with. I mean, our whole friendship, we've been thousands of miles apart and still managed to get closer and help each other and share and be present for one another more than even when, even when somebody's just a block down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've both serendipitous. We've showed up for each other, especially with lockdown. This is one of the friendships that, that, that really like we lent on it. We lent on each other, didn't we? Well, and it was especially the during when my, when my accident happened, because we had, you know, like, shared you know back and forth like you do on instagram there's people that you recognize and you know because everybody's like their personalities you're watching their life and tidbits but then there's connection and that really happened after um i had my motorcycle accident last year in june and it was in the middle of covid and i wreck a motorcycle and it laid me up pretty good um i tore my acl my meniscus sprained all the other ligaments broke my tibia got myself a nice little scar. I got one of those fancy uh, lesbian scars. You know how the, the kids are ah, cutting, cutting a slit in there? No, yours, yours is way cooler. Yours is way cooler. Thank you. Yeah. It's, got, it's got a good story <laughs> back of it. Not instead of just like, I shaved my eyebrow with a razor. It's like, I, I it's my line. I say like, I'm just riding a motorcycle. That's <laughs> yeah. a great lesbian line. <laughs> nice yeah and and then and then of course you had the um the long convalescing but you then also unfortunately were victim of a pulmonary embolism yeah from from all the trauma from the accident it was maybe a week and a half after that I started getting a lot of back pain thought it was I actually I thought it was I was just straining myself too much because as uh, he knows I don't like to stay put very often. And so I was just rolling around doing everything. And I'm like, Oh, I've just strained myself. Now it turns out it was a pulmonary embolism. And so it was right at the, yeah, it was at the base of my lung, but right at the base from my lung to my heart. So caught it just in time and, uh, and then had even more time down. So what a year. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whenever, so all of this, all of this is, it is. It, it was horrible for you, Ash. It really was. And what, what the one of the backdrops to that as being a maker and creator is all these things take you out of your mm-hmm. earnings and of your creative outlets. And it was horrible timing, too, because I had just quit my job in November of 2019 to pursue all of these things. I had this grand vision initially that I was going to do a lot of traveling and go to each maker and kind of film each maker and learn from them in the process of that. And it was this grand dream and it just COVID happened. So that crushed out any traveling. So I'm like, that's okay. I can readjust. So I was doing other things. I was just focusing on my own video making um, my own projects instead of other people and then the accident. And so it, then I, now I'm now I got to a place where I couldn't even, um, physically make anything. So that's why I kind of turned my hand to music at that point. Cause it was the only thing I had. And 
you know, it was one you of those. Didn't, you, you didn't just turn your hand to music, though. I mean, I've been my friend. I my guess. friend, you do you do yourself an injustice there. I have to say. <laughs> I was going to say you, I don't think I've ever did turned myself to music. I think somebody who actually is. Yeah, you see, the thing that Ashley, yeah, doesn't doesn't really reflect just yet is just how multi talented this young person is. Because I tell you what. Uh, their music is what I would aim for for over a lifetime to get to the level of. So, like, yeah, yeah. and yeah, like, okay, like an you say, it was a downtime. Luckily, luckily, like you said, it was a downtime skill that you were able to then create while you were literally laid out, weren't you? Like, yeah, it was just it was the only thing that I could do, and it was because when I like what I said earlier is that I'm just a passionate person, and art's my tool. So my other mediums had been taken away from me. So I needed another tool. Otherwise it just builds up in me. And that's, that causes for me, it causes mental health uh, struggle. So that's my, my best work is done in my worst moments, ironically enough, which is horrible and sad. I I'd like to think that if I had a really, and I do, when I have a good bright moment, I get creative and I want to create something good. So it's, it's just, it's based off an influx of emotion. And so that was the next step was to deal with everything that was going on via music. So I think that sounds incredibly healthy. I think that that was a really good way to like move that, you know, from pain to beauty. It was, it was, it was necessary. It was an absolute need to, to survive. And the whole time, you know, as I'm healing, I'm having regular, regular calls with Lee and Lee kept saying, you know, like, just keep focusing on your stuff, focus on your work, focus on you, send it all there, send it all there. And that's what, so like after I got a little bit more mobile where I was walking again and back, you know, back at it, I, um, I'd kind of, at that point, I felt like I fall, I'd fallen away from the maker community, not because I, I felt a distance from them. I felt like they were distance from me. Cause like, I, I felt like I was only relevant if I was making something and making a specific mm-hmm. thing that somebody followed me for. And I got really obsessed with that idea, but I, you know, it's, I'm still working on the, it, it just accepting that I have to do my thing. But then, so I moved to videography and of another kind, instead of maker, I kind of stepped away from the maker community and kept, exploring what else there was and I came to find that video was another really healthy way for me to express any kind of passion or thoughts and so and it's boy do you do that whoo because your videos wow like every like and I I know I'm 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 beginning you up because you're my friend but for real for real if I didn't know who you were and I watched those videos just the ones where you I know what was going on in your heart and your head. So I know what's behind it. But the product that you have at the end of that is just pure beauty on its own. Mm. So like, so that, that, that it really does express itself from the passion of whatever's going on, your heartache, your headache, you're maybe lost a little bit. I would have been given the year that you had last year, I'd have been so lost. So like, and then putting it into something that actually is a standalone, beautiful thing like you're not 
I know what you meant about being separate from the maker community because sometimes there's a pressure in a community, maker community, constantly got to be the thing that brings you to the community, which mm-hmm. is making. Yep. You, But like you say, you're working on that, but it really does come with time to accept that people are just going to rock up in your DMs and go, hey, I ain't seen you for like three weeks. How you doing? And like you've turned into a bit of a watcher. And then maybe you'll have a conversation. And that's some of the things that started happening over lockdown last year with me anyway. Um, but, yeah, your videos, Melinda, I'll send you links because I would love need to see. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. The nice part is, is that's given me all the <clears throat> the groundwork that I've needed to for this time because I just hence why I'm I'm in a bed right now and not at a table like a normal person is I just had that ACL uh repaired ACL and meniscus and that was a day a week and a day ago so I'm back to the back to the dormant state but a little bit more prepared this time and uh mentally and emotionally I have the tools now to know how to get through it and knock on wood so far it's been going uh, much, much better. Good. I'm glad that you pulled the strategies with you. And, you know, instead of trying to recreate the wheel and like, nope, I already know this. I can do that. <laughs> this is exactly. work. There's always room for invention, but bring, bring the tools you have. You can innovate later. You need yep. your basics. Agree. 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 I like that. I agree. And I said that, especially when you've got things that are on your minds, like, you know, like I imagine that um, I, we, I know this for facts, but I would say I imagine that you put, you know, a lot of your your heart into everything that you do that you create. So naturally, um, I'm, I'm wandering over to like heartache and saying that maybe, you know, like if you just like get dumped a few more times, you might make some more beautiful stuff. I'm just saying like. <laughs> because I know what you mean I wanted to circle back to what you said about misery because being a like because it is in you Ash I know you well enough to know that yes you create when you're happy everybody does but there's a certain type of creation that you make when you feel like you're actually putting what's in here out there to to help this load and that changes the outside thing that you end up with and that's why it's kind of like you could be a tortured artist forever <laughs> and be like shit hot, or you could just be mediocre but be happy for life. Like I think I know which one you would choose, but but you know it's it is one of them, isn't it? Like I never write personally. I never write poetry or creative writing unless I'm extremely depressed. It just doesn't work if I'm happy. Exactly, it's the same way. Like with, <laughs> with songwriting, I don't know how to write a happy song. I can't write a ariana grande smash no. that popping in the club it's got to be it's got to be sad and emotional and filled with metaphor raw. yeah very raw very raw yeah it's the only way i know how to exist so let me ask you a question as makers do you um do you feel like y'all have to i'm sorry i've got to ask this so you, you say that you have to be in a like a dark like a, a heavy place right and so that you can kind of get this out is there any way that if you're in a happy place, you can still not write happy, but write something that's really loaded with emotions and not have to have it happy? Like, why does it have to be happy? Um, for me, it's, it doesn't have to be happy. Actually, like, I wouldn't say I'm overwhelmingly over the moon with joy right now in the current state, but I've just, a lot of it is truly just getting stirred by something that you care about. 
Okay. And so I've got a piece that I'm working on and just, I was watching some like a show or something and I, it made me think about it. social justice pieces are really important to me or just mm-hmm. in general, any kind of storytelling. I just think that I re- I guess I haven't really produced enough work in a happy state that might be a little bit more emotional to, to know what I, what I'm capable of, but I, I feel like, yeah, I think the ideas are still there. So I think I can still, as long as I feel strongly about it, that's the key is just to feel strongly about something. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that. I'm yeah. sorry. I was just curious. Oh, no, absolutely. Because I, I think this, this is fascinating, yeah. but I do. I yeah. think this is a whole different perspective for me as far as this goes. And so I was just wondering, Lee? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's uh, I, I, Ash said it perfectly, you know, because there's, with me, I'm driven by an idea. So there being, and Ash, I know Ash is as well, in the sense that it's not always driven by misery. I promise you, I'm not like, <laughs> just do a lot of my good work when I'm really depressed just saying but but actually and and the worst part of that for me is I can never repeat that so there's things I've made individual items I've made in the darkest moments of my life and I never attached them to that because I never told the people that because I didn't want it to walk away with that I wanted to walk away with the way that they saw the end product of that misery so Mm. there's a particular spoon I'm thinking of that no one, I'll not tell any, put it out there who it is, what it is and who owns it. But this particular spoon, oh my God, it processed so much of my pain into the design because when I was doing it, I was kind of meditating on the ideas, on the problems that I had. And I guess in that respect, I put it into that. And by losing myself in that production, I was able to relieve myself for momentarily from some of the misery that was hanging over me from this particular relationship or whatever it was at the time different things and that then gave birth to the anxiety spoons that are comfort spoons that I now make that Melinda's fond the you're all fond very fond of and I'm familiar with but they are my process of anxiety I don't have one on tonight because I have my um um fidget thing but if I didn't I would be whittling now um I'm trying to be yeah and there's the spoon yeah so but um but actually um so, yes, some things do come out of good things because I, I feel like when I've got an idea of like, oh, I wonder if I could inlay a star in this shape, though, not a flat surface. What if I, if I put a bend in it and then an, a, and, and once that's in my head, it will rattle around like a loose screw for weeks if I don't action it. And that mm. just annoys me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, but then and then when I've done it, I'm like, yay. And then I just walk away. And it's the next thing. Like, it's not like I will then make 20 of them and sell them. I just I don't seem to go further than that. So it really is a process for me organically, a little bit like Ash was saying earlier. Lee, I have a question for you. I feel like this this is a theory and I'm just curious. I just had this revelation. What if it's not that 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 work is our best work. Maybe it's our best work to us. Maybe other people would look at work and say uh, other work that we've done or maybe we weren't as in an emotional of a place because it brought out an emotion in them. So they have an emotional connection to that piece. Maybe we just think it's our best work because it's our best work to us. (laughs) (laughs) That's my friend who said that. See, see, that's my friend. That's the standard of friend right there right? Someone yep. who thinks like that. Because yes, absolutely. I have nothing to add. Yeah, I think that's perfectly said. And I, I guess kind of like the, 
I'm not going to lie, like the counselor in me was, I was kind of like, I, I wouldn't, you know, not, I didn't go that to that extent. So I'm so glad you verbalized, you articulated that perfectly. But I was like, but, you know, like, yeah, like what, what perspective is that coming from? And so that's, that's awesome. That's incredible. Ooh, I like this. We're doing so much here. <laughs> but that's, you know, so last year was brutal, pretty much, wasn't it? But um, I mean, um, and hey, and hey, so we're bit, I'm going to just touch briefly on the fact that um, uh, Melinda is happily married, by the way. So um, she does know the pain of being single, though. Um, so she wasn't born married. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, and I, we talked about dating before, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a serial online dater and um and and transatlantic but shh, not talking about me um ash <laughs> ashley um what how's how is dating in a pandemic like because you're single aren't you like it's it's like ha- like what's that look like it's for you? honestly it was atrocious because i you know i've been single since the beginning of the pandemic it was uh, at the, at the beginning of the pandemic i got out of a very long-term monogamous relationship we owned a house together and, you know, separated. And then it was, okay, now what? And, you know, at first I had met somebody that just organically fell into my life via, you know, Instagram, they happened to be local. But then after that had moved courses, uh, you know, I tried the online dating thing and it's good for some people. It's just not good for me. It does not work. (laughs) I like to say that I don't translate well on paper. Like it's really weird to just sum me up in a box. I feel like I do much better in an interpersonal setting where I can, you know, somebody might swipe past me because those apps do force you into vanity. Even when you think you're above it. And even when you are above it, when you're just relegated to a quick movement of people, you're literally just shuffling through people like a book and it's, I don't like it. It doesn't, it's not a good way. Plus it adds all this pressure. So my theory on online dating is you meet somebody online and you start to talk to them and then you decide, okay, I like this person. And then you want to go and you meet in person. And when you can, when there's not, you know, a pond across (laughs) the way and in a pandemic, (laughs) You go, you meet, and then maybe there's just something that doesn't work. It doesn't jive. Maybe they were better in writing. Like maybe they type really well, but interpersonally, or it just, there is no spark or chemistry. Then it's incredibly hard to walk back out of that. Because this, like you might meet people that are just phenomenal people. They're great people. You just never got there emotionally. And now it's this weird thing because you've met online, you met under the circumstances that you were going to date. And it, I'm sure there are people that make it work as friends, but it adds this pressure and tension where you're like, okay, now we can't talk. Whereas if it's an organic setting in a bar, I can walk up to somebody that's maybe in a friend group and I can say hi. And I, if I see them again, I can say hi again. And then we can start to talk and you can suss out who they are without having to have that initial like, Ooh, are we going to, are we going to be, you know, lovers forever? It's still a question of friends or, you know, partners. So you get to suss that out slowly. So then if you're like, actually, I don't have an attraction to this person, then no big deal. You hold your boundary at friends 
and you move on and you can actually maintain a friendship with somebody a little bit easier than I think you can when you have this online dating setting, specifically the dating setting. It's like, that is what the whole app was for. It was for you to find somebody. And also the, the questions they ask you are unfair. Like, what are you, you know, what are you, in, are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for a hookup? Are you looking for a friend? It's really hard to, sometimes I'm, it depends on the person. I might meet somebody and think I'm only looking for a friend from you, but I'm looking for a relationship from somebody else. And it's not unfair. It's just realistic. It's just the fact that they've, uh, they've put it in this choice. It's like a quantifiable thing that makes it awkward and uncomfortable. And because there's these weird expectations. You don't think there's value, but you don't think there's also value in, in categorizing people together, matching people together who are both looking for commitment or are both looking for hookups though. Oh, there's absolutely value to it. Especially if, you know, it's, you can definitely, I think it just takes a, a special and very strong minded person with good boundaries to, to say, look, I'm sorry. I don't like you like that. I only value your friendship. I'm just not great at that. So instead of, I just have swerved my weaknesses for this moment. I'll go work on something else. I'll come back to that later. <laughs> Dating is hard, period. It is. You know, it really is. And so it, it is. I know um, we've kind of, we had a fun series. We had a fun episode that we did um, with Lee. Wasn't it fun? And we talked about, dating and those kind of things. And it is hard. And, you know, I kind of mentioned that you do have to have like this opinion of, I need to know who I am, you know, in this situation. And if I'm okay with me, and then, you know, is there a good connection? And so some of those are difficult. I think it is very much a mindset and, and understanding boundaries and things like that. And so organically would be nice, but how do y'all do that in a pandemic? Exactly. How do you do it in a pandemic? And how do you, it's hard when you're a part of the LGBTQ community. It's like, you're, you know, we don't, there's not, obviously there's things you can look for, but not everybody fits the bill. And so people, that's when you introduce topics like feminine visibility or, you know, all these other special stressors that are it's just, it's not like a heterosexual bar where you can walk in and do your general assessment. Like, are they single? And then that's where it stops. You're free to shoot your shot. But then you walk into a place when you are a, a lesbian or who a part of the community, you have to then say, okay, is this person single? Okay. Now is this person potentially, and then you spend 45 minutes or more assessing every little thing about them. They're like, like you, you're over in a corner at a bar with a spreadsheet or a giant noteboard and you're writing things down. Like her nails are short. You're adding like, you've got math there. It's a whole thing. At least that's what I'm doing. Maybe that's why they don't let me in the bar. Don't be, don't be doing, don't be doing maths in a bar, mate. Don't do math in a bar. I can't, that can't be good. That can't be good. This is why I'm single. Um, I, I, <laughs> no, that's not why you're single. No. I refuse to believe that that's why you're single. Um, but it, it it's though apps themselves, the online apps, like, you know, Tinder and like all of them, I, I've used them periodically over the last five years, but I, I dumped them as soon as I found TikTok because lesbian TikTok is basically a dating app. 
I have not experienced this. Like, I, I maybe because you're not because because friend, you do not trust moi to lead you by the hand into the foray <laughs> that is lesbian TikTok. It's baby steps. I got on there. I know. I know. You're there. It's okay. You've got a massive audience. To be fair, one of one of um, Ash's videos went viral, and like they have like. 20,000 followers or something ridiculous like oh that's uh, like, awesome in, in like two days or something it was literally in two days I went to bed uh, with 50 <sighs> followers and then I posted the video just like any other one and that didn't do well and I thought well this will just be another one but it was for my amusement and it was it funny happened to to hit so I'm like okay now I know what the people want they want funny was, yes except they don't on TikTok because it's the algorithm you tripped the algorithm the algorithm boosted you and then that was it that was your shot because that's how that app works it seems but on the other side of that is is that uh the networking that you can do on tiktok is very good because at the end of the day it is an online community based app where they want you to live there just like instagram wanted us to live there just like facebook originally wanted us to live there um so you can actually network and I think the well, why I'm talking about that is because I think that's what's missing from dating apps. Even though you are able to do that, you're able to network local groups. They'll they'll advertise local meetups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you can actually nowadays actually have like Discord um, um, that that will be you know the local people that you've met from Tinder or whatever. But the thing about TikTok, the reason why I feel like dating apps need to go a one step further closer towards what TikTok is, because TikTok enables you to be who you are and put it out to all these different pictures of who you are in a sense of animation. Because at the end of the day, we're animals. We stay stationary picture of somebody looking their IG best with best filters and makeup and all that, if that's your, your jam is not going to make me swipe one way or the other. It's going to make me turn the app off and uninstall it because I don't want to do that because given what you just said about the way that we have to discover our own community in those settings, we're already doing extra. So I don't want to do the extra to figure out if once this person starts animating and moving and talking, that actually there's a whole vibe there going on that doesn't I don't like. So I don't even want to be friends with them. I don't want to go down that road. And I so I I read a lot of things from people. So I will read mannerisms. I read I like it's it's a it's an it's a uh, deal breaker that I have a video with the person that I'm getting close to, whether it's a friend or a lover online within a first few weeks so that my brain can decide what box it go, they go in. So I'm still doing that assessment, but I'm doing it in a, and that boundary, if they can't do that for me, that's okay. That doesn't mean we're not friends. It just means you're in the particular box. That I don't go into in a personal manner and that's, right. you're just non-light. And I feel like there's a whole tier system in my head of boundaries of people to go. Like I talk to this person about that, but I don't talk to that group of people about that. You know, and like and and being able to do that with a whole dating pool of lesbians. Hell yeah. Throw me to the fishes. Just throw me in. I'm ready. So how, does, how does it work? OK, explain to me how how it works. Like, how does TikTok dating work? Explain the process, the courting process. I don't know that there's a courting pro- process because I think it's about as individual as the people are. So like if you're if you're interacting with it's just like the old school. I say old school. I mean, like six years ago, 
uh, Facebook groups that were all the rage before, you know, Instagram and, and um, YouTube, TikTok, everything exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the same thing there where there would be like somebody would put a post up, usually just a meme, and then the comments underneath would be where you would do the court in, if you want to use the word court in, even though that's weird because I'm See? not old. I don't think it's weird. Yeah, but like we don't use that in England unless you're over 70. What about Florida? Unless you're over 70, to be fair. What about anyway? I think over what? Flirty, Flirty. yeah. Flirt the flirting happens in the comments, basically. So the flirting happens. But then there's also there's like there's moments where there is a has to be a communication. So there's a moment where there has to be a communication to understand whether or not you're in the talking stage or not. So at some point, someone's going to have to slide a DM. Otherwise, you ain't going to have that because you're not going to have that conversation in someone else's chat. You're not going to have that conversation on your own post or their post if that's how you're communicating, because that's how you do it, I guess. I don't know. How else are you going to show someone that you like them if you don't go on their post and start, you know, liking and touching all their buttons? I mean, hitting their buttons. I mean, I mean. No, wait. My area. It's mean, <laughs> <laughs> <been> so informative. <laughs> Where's my notepad? So I, I was going to say, are you taking notes, Ash? Because you should be taking notes. Because, you know. Okay, but I'm going to be honest with you. I know that this is old school, but because my wife and I have been married for a while. But we did, you know, we did meet online because we're both professionals and I'm not going to go, I don't hang out at bars. I don't go hang out at places like that because I would, you know, the LGBT community in small areas, like you can't, I can't be a therapist and work with LGBT communities and then go to the bars. Well, I don't drink, but anyway, go to the bars and hang out. You know what I mean? And so, cause that's intruding into kind of like community space anyway. And so online was the way that I ended up going. But mine was, I had already set up these boundaries for myself on how I was going to, how I was going to approach this and who I was going to be. But my wife had a great line whenever she slid into mine. I mean, it slid into my DMs. (laughs) (laughs) What did she say? Wait, can you tell us? No, wait, don't tell us. Don't tell us. We want this marriage to succeed. Yeah, it wasn't anything vulgar or anything. Because my, it's not But it was just very, it was just very smooth. And I was like, ding, that's something thought out. So I'm going to have to respond to that one. She's very intelligent. And so I, I wasn't a swiper, swiper, swiper person. And I had really decided that I had to take out that aspect for me, you know. And I got very lucky with being blessed with a lots of different attributes that I like about her. <laughs> but, um, but the main thing was, is this ability to communicate, this ability to connect, and that she put effort into it. It was something about like swimming. And I had said that I love to swim. And, and so she slid in and she said to my, to my, my little, whatever they call them. And she said, um, she said, well, I'm really good on my right side, but I drowned on my left. I was wondering if you could help me. And so do you see what I'm saying? It was a good line. That was a good line. It's a good line. Yeah, smooth, mate. Smooth, it was smooth. Yeah. And so then it was like I was I was already in a conversation. Yeah. And I told her flat out, I said, that was worth responding to. Yeah, because that is part of the problem, which you must hear as well in your business, Melinda, where people will say, like, even if I do like someone on one of their maps or on TikTok, what do I say? 
Well, I can't just like slide into someone's DM and go, hey, pretty girl, blah, 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 blah. No, no, Help people don't do with that. that. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, it, it is, you know, and although this is, you know, not therapy, but these are some things like it's dating just for me personally, it was very difficult and I really did have to do the journey. So like on the other side of this marriage, you know, there was a lot of mistakes. And so, and a lot of not ways that I should have done it. But one of the things that I did do is I did switch that mentality and it became very significant to me that I was autonomous and I deserved to like myself going into a relationship with someone. And if, if that could be brought out and nurtured and loved from both of us, then that was something some substantial, but I wasn't going to take less anymore. Yeah. I think that's absolutely, that's with any, the beginning of any, any relationship as you should. But I, I get, it took me a while to understand what people meant because it was a big thing that everybody said is be good with yourself, be good with yourself. And unfortunately I had to learn the hard way of like what that meant, but it is true. And I think the part that I wish somebody had told me was that what that actually means is knowing what you don't want to compromise on about yourself, knowing what you love about yourself, because it's not, it's not a matter, or at least for me, it wasn't a matter of like, Oh, be good being alone. It's obviously always good to be alone. That's just healthy in general, but it's, it's more than that. When they say be good with yourself, it truly means like, cause if you get with somebody and they want to change you, and if you say, Oh, okay. If you're not good with yourself, you might be inclined. If you don't know what you love about yourself and what you want to keep, you're inclined to change things that maybe you did love about yourself. And then the next thing you know, without you realizing it, yeah, you might be in a nice long-term happy relationship, but it's, are you really going to be that happy if you've now compromised the only things that you loved about yourself? And so the reason to know yourself is so that you can date better, make smarter choices. Yep. No, I, I, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what I'm, I'm saying and articulated very well. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. I, and, and to hear somebody younger say that and already know that they're kind of doing this journey because it's already hard enough for us to do this journey. You know, like whenever we get all this stigma about not being okay to be gay and not having this and not, you know, so we don't get taught how to date as gay right. people. We don't get taught. Right. How do you, how do you go talk to a girl? How do you do this? How do you do that? You know, we don't get to see any of that modeling. Um, and it's hard. That makes it difficult because it is a little bit more. Whenever you're, you're an adult, you're like, oh, I should know how to do this. And so, yeah, true. that's one of those things, isn't it? The assumption of that you're just going to know how to date and like you're just going to know how to do stuff. When actually queers children don't learn from their peers because their peers are dating as straight people. So it doesn't. It, and a lot of the times, okay, it does work, but it doesn't a lot of the time because of those those things, the extra things that we have to do living in a straight world. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I feel I feel like that. Um, just I just want to go back to lesbian TikTok because I just <laughs> I, I just because just because there's a there's an element of um, what Ashley said at the beginning about being actually quite. I'm going to say old fashioned, even though it's not actually old fashioned to me, which is the, the 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 organic way of wanting to meet somebody out in the world, in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know, a lesbian in the wild. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, <clears throat> And like, 
And then when you've got like um, this element of TikTok where you're actually got an element of being able to actually have a conversation with somebody personally that Mm -hmm. you've that you actually have seen, I guess, performing in a lot of ways. So it's almost like you're watching an actor and then you're able to go and talk to that actor afterwards. And it gives you that personal connection. And I feel like you don't really even need any special questions to ask in DMs because of the way that the platform's made, you'll already know enough about that person from a couple of videos to know that you what a question to ask them to get them in conversation would be. So it's and and so and that's something again that's missing from the dating apps because although they have these wonderful lists about you know common interests and and political views and all that, they are not conversation starters I've ever had with anybody that has ended up in anything relationship wise and definitely not remotely sexual so why would I use them as the pointers you know it's like I know it's it's a case of narrowing down the options on a dating app and those are why those lists are there but also they I feel like that's the future of dating apps is that they're going to be more like this where they're literally oh, yeah. people that are just animating being themselves my Instagram for instance there's a daily vlog on there and I've before I met my ex, I dated a couple of people, not from TikTok necessarily, but online. And I would send them to my Instagram and say, if you want to know who I am, you can watch me every morning on here every day and you can get an idea whether or not it's worth us talking or not. And then, you know, it's it, 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 no one's wasting anybody's time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's out there because I'm, I should tell you, I'm exactly who I am on my Instagram. I don't perform on there as such um i don't let them have it all but but even with that you have to be careful because some people do perform you know some people don't it's not and i mean and all of us like i i do my tiktoks and normally they're they're a one-shot thing and like i'm that's it right and so that i feel like i am pretty consistent with who i am but then sometimes you know uh maybe i've had to redo it three or four times and maybe it won't sound like i'll listen to it and i'll be like okay, I can tell I did that a couple of times. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. is that, that's what they saw. And, but I know I'm not that polished. But that's yeah, what, but what I mean is, uh, yeah, but what I mean is, is you're going to get more of an idea whether or not that's someone you want to talk to, whether it's polished okay. or not, than you are from like Ash was saying, like a blank, a picture left or right. Like, you know, we've said before about apps themselves, mm-hmm. that's never ever done anything for me other than make me feel like I'm picking out someone that I want to have sex with like it's a catalog yeah because it's all their statistics of am I attracted to this person or not is blatantly you know I could be picking out people that voted for Brexit or for this government I mean that's uh, no I'd rather stay single, thank you. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so dating is hard, and yeah. it is very uncomfortable. And we, st- I still go back to, I still go back to. So, how do you date in the pandemic if you want to try to do it organically? Oh, I think well, it's hard because you know it's de- during the peak of the pandemic when everything was shut down. It was just, it was just impossible it was you your tools were stripped away other than the fluke that you meet somebody in a small that it's in your small circle which is rare and not the likelihood is yeah so 
it, now it's a little bit easier now that things at least stateside are are loosening back up, but it's still not, it's still not super easy. It's still separated. It's still not, it's not the days where it was kosher to just walk up to somebody and say, Hey, how are you doing? Start a conversation. Now it's like, we're all separated by you are expected to stay at your table. So there is no meandering and if you're at the bar, you need to be six feet away. So it's a little bit harder to, that's hard. It is. It's hard to just casually look over and start a conversation with somebody that's six feet away from you. It creates a separatism, even in the organic setting. So at that point, you're kind of just relegated to, you know, your network, your friends of your friends and whatever, whoever they bring around and, it's now such a weird thing to have as a part of your prerequisite of dating, even I feel like online as well as in person, it's just this where you feel this need to announce yourself of your vaccination status. <laughs> like you have to yeah. say anyway, it's, it's yeah. much, much like if you had some kind of, you know, severe illness or um, like any kind of like STIs or anything like that, you have to, it's like your responsibility to announce that it is also now your responsibility to announce what your vaccination status is. Okay. So you know what I think you should do for the six feet away, because I think you're correct about that. So I think you should put like your phone, just have like a thing that flashes across it that says, hello, vaccinated. Exactly. I want, I want to wear, I want to wear a shirt that that I'm going to get a shirt that has one of those, I got vaccinated stickers, but it's just vinyl and actually on there. And that's, that'll be my going out shirt. Oh, wait, Um, no, you got to do it like this motorcycle. That's right. That's right. I'll just, (laughs) no, no, that's the, that's no, no, no. See, that's not the hook. The the, the vaccination sticker t-shirt is the hook. Uh And then the motorcycle scar is, is, is the, is the bait you see. And then, and then that's it. Then the fish is on the hook. Then done, 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 done. Just that has just disclaimer. That's never worked for me. So don't listen to my dating advice. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you. What were you going to say, Ashley? So I think the nice part about uh, the the leg situation is it creates an organic uh, conversation starter because immediately somebody, I, I am wearing the most obvious way to come talk to me. So maybe even once I'm healed, I'm still going to throw it on from time to time that way. Yeah. What was the name of that serial killer that worked for him? Wasn't it um, Gacy? Who was it that did that? One, there was a serial killer, weren't there, that used to like... Well, um, if anybody listens to podcast, this is going to just extremely destroy my chances. They'd be like, oh, I see. This is a serial killer move right here. <laughs> okay. okay serial so, killer? We're I'm talking sorry. about... We're talking about her maybe, you know, and you're like serial killer because yeah, I am sorry. <laughs> Cause I, yeah, okay. I have nothing. So let's go nothing. back to <laughs> and being really like getting the women to go, Oh, look what happened. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to call it manipulation, but then I decided that that wasn't any better than this. Well, no, but it is a little bit. No, but it is a little no, bit. Dating, dating, listen, I think dating is manipulation because you're trying to get somebody who hasn't already noticed you to bloody notice you. 
So if that is by going, oh, dear, I seem to have dropped uh, something on the floor that I really shouldn't have dropped. But I can't get it now because my leg's in plaster. Except it's not. It was three weeks ago, except now I've just kept the plaster and put it on so that I can pull words when I'm in pubs. We're killing how, do you ta- how do you explain that when you're in bed with this woman and just go, oh, yeah, it's just a prop? We're killing your dating life. It is like officially, like between them and me, it's like, woo. <laughs> oh, well, for, fortunately, I, I, I hate being in the brace, so it'll be off as soon as I can. But while I'm in it, I'll make the best of it and just. I think that sounds good. I think that sounds good. Any kind all of jokes aside, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Ashley, that's what I was going to say. All jokes aside, any conversation starter is a good conversation starter, isn't it? Yeah. And sometimes that's that you might see somebody. It doesn't mean necessarily that they wouldn't have noticed you at first. It's just a thing. It's like something that we can feel confident enough to approach somebody about instead of walking straight up and saying, hey, I think you're really pretty and I want to get to know you. It's easier to that's say. Vulnerable. It's just, yeah. It's a fact because they have that you know, you have the brace on. So it's a fact. So it's easier to approach with the fact. And then if you feel like it's good, you know, secure space, move forward with the feelings. Exactly. Okay. So what I'm, I'm understanding here is I need to go and break my leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you I'm my sorry. brace when I'm done. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool, cool. So that might be a little too far. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah. No. Extremes yeah. of dating. Yeah, right. I, I think I think honestly through the pandemic, we've had y'all have had to bring out some of the extremes. The only reason why I included myself is because I work with people who are really struggling with it, you know, and it's not just it's a topic everywhere. And so it is very hard. It is very hard to date. And I totally get that. So yeah, you gotta pull out all the tools. <laughs> you've gotta you gotta use what you have. And in in a, in the world of pandemic, it's required us to get very creative. I'm gonna... I don't think you use your guitar enough. I think you need to use your guitar more. Because you know, you gotta carry that with it, right? Put it on your, put it on your back on the strap. That's right? true. See that? Oh way, my God! Yeah. Can you see how Ashley is like the fit, the, like the whole article? Like she she rides motorcycles. She rides, drives a guitar. She's a metal worker, leather worker, videographer. Uh, I missed some things out, I'm sure. And songwriter plays the guitar. Like, someone please date my friend who's not a psycho because she's amazing. Repeat, I am not a serial killer. Repeat, I am the serial killer. <laughs> We're just kidding. Am I, am I? Am I? Am I just kidding? I don't know because I feel like that's what a serial killer would say to like not get off the scent. Sorry, I'm going on one now. I've been yeah, hmm. watched too much TV. Sorry. Now I have to think about, let's see, past conversations. I'm going back through my file. No, I've never gotten serial killer from you. Okay, good. <laughs> my disguise is working. Somebody was hovering above the follow button on your TikTok. And I'm like, I don't, okay, yeah, it's, she's not. <laughs> there is a professional yeah. that she is not. We are good. They're not. I'm sorry. I have not done any evaluations, but my friend perception is that you are not. So there you go. (laughs) I have have the problem with me being a serial killer is I I don't have a problem with the actual, you know, extinguishing certain human beings who I don't think deserve to live. But actually, my conscience is so loud 
having the thought of even thinking about demise of someone else makes me lose sleep. So I literally am not made to be a serial killer because uh, I will just die. I will just, my brain will just. Yeah, you can't be a serial killer if you've got a conscious and like, yeah, no. That doesn't count. Won't work. I think we're just going to have to go back to the dating. And yeah. like how, so okay. now we've marked out being a serial killer. So neither one of y'all fit that. So that's not going to be something that you're going to be able to use. <laughs> okay. Well, we're narrowing down options. Okay. So we're getting somewhere now. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> so oh anyway, um, I just wanted to like, um, just sort of really kind of come around to the, the uh, another sort of question for Ashley and just say like, I just wanted to, I was interested in asking you like, um, given what we've just spoken about last year being probably one of the worst years that you'd experienced in, I believe you're like 30, around 30, aren't you? 30. Like years old. Yeah. So like, um, so I mean, relatively young life, not to patronize you because you are absolutely valid to the age you are, but <clears throat> I just wondered what you then dream of for the future based on such a cracky last year and et cetera, et cetera. Well, the bright side is it goes, it's one of those things where it's like anything's up from here. Um, you know, you can survive the absolute worst. So it's, it's also incredibly motivating um, through the motorcycle accident. That was the biggest thing that I found was reminding myself that a lot of the stress that I was feeling was based on future problems. And when you have an accident where you're in a, when you're in a helicopter being, you know, flown because you're that bad, you, you have your, your moment of thinking like, why am I worrying about a future that I don't know I have? I have a, an obligation to myself today and I will figure it out no matter what, that I just need to, to stay focused. And so this year I feel a little bit like I have a renewed lease on life and I get to to really, I was like, I thought I was trying before. It was like, no, you weren't really trying that hard. You actually need to try now. It's, this is, this is what life can hand you. So go get it. So I think in a way it was a good thing. As bad as it was, it showed me what I'm capable of. And it showed me, it was a kick in the butt to remind me that I have opportunity right now. I like that. That's, 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 that's a fantastic answer. And I do, have being one of your best friends I do know that you really do are one of these people who does learn from lessons that life gives you because I've watched you do it I've watched you learn I've watched you change behavior and I've watched you grow so and it's been a privilege so and and it's also been a privilege to have you on this podcast so I have to thank you so much for agreeing to do this I know you're convalescing and it's not the best from your bedroom but, you know, perhaps we can revisit with you in the future when you are actually actualizing this future that um, uh, you're going to be building in these areas of your life that, you know, and hopefully fulfill the dream that you started off with in, you know, when you quit your job to like do this full time. Because I personally feel like you've got enough talent and purpose and drive to do it. It's And it's not like life hasn't thrown things in your way that you're still here. So, you know, I feel like good things are to come, my friend. So thank you from me, anyway, for being on the podcast. I appreciate oh, you. It's been an honor. I, I am so appreciative that, um, one, that, that I love this that Lee and I are doing together because I'm getting to meet such awesome people and have new conversations. And 
I think it's incredible. So um, I appreciate it. Thank you for being on the podcast. And for now, that is all. We will say goodbye and have a good day.